on this Thursday morning. Hope it's going well for you. We're having our usual fun. But it's been a little bit more of a serious show today. If you missed any part of it, we've gone very deep into Isaiah Wilson in a way that I just don't know that anybody else could because of the experience of my partner in crime here. So, podcast the show. Listen to what you might have missed. We might touch on this again off the top of the third hour of the show. But just find J-Mart and Ramon wherever you get your podcasts and go ahead and subscribe to it. Rate and review if you can as well. We'd appreciate that. We appreciate all the support and all the tweets that are rolling in this morning as well. The Picture Me polling. We just put down three big-time guys that the Titans have to make decisions on and then one other with the other number to it. And we just said, Janu, Jayon, Corey, which one of those three do you most want the Titans to re-sign in the offseason? And we'll, a lot of you are certainly chiming in. A lot of you are dropping comments as well. We're going to get to some of those. But you can always vote in our polls at Jmart and Ramon. You can follow the show this way. Follow at Ramon Foster. You probably already are. Mm-hmm. Follow at Schaefer on Sports, you probably already are. And follow J Mart Radio, you know, if you have a No, actually, definitely follow that bit. page. There's a lot of good content on your page, Jay. Yeah. Nah. Don't don't sell yourself short right there. I appreciate that. As promised, Chris Williams, former first round draft pick of Vander of, out of Vanderbilt, which is that's saying something right there, right, Moan? <laughs> it is. Let me go ahead and get the go ahead and make it petty right off the start. It is. That's that's <laughs> few and far between right there, okay? So Chris is a uh he's a rarity out of him. Him, Jay Culler is the only ones I can remember right now. <laughs> <laughs> good morning, Chris, man. How are you this morning? I'm good. We get started early. I appreciate that, man. I, I really do. We just go and get to it, right? Yeah, right, yeah right, it's right. got to. Yeah, it's got to get out of hand immediately on this. I, I told them early. I said when I asked you, could you come on? He was like, Yeah, I don't mind assessing two dumpster fires. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> look, uh, I might as well be in the trash business this year. It's awful. Waste yeah. management. Waste, Waste management bowl management. on Saturday. It is. Oh, we got God. the nerve to say we're going to take a bowl game. Which, hey, I get it. I guess LSU's not. LSU definitely. <laughs> Get off of one. I guess anybody get one this yeah, year, right? I think everybody can get one this year, Chris. Chris, before we move into the game, man, can I ask you something real quick, man? Just on a serious note, because you're a guy that's been in those shoes a little bit too, and I'm, mine's a little bit different than yours because you're a former first rounder too. Same same routes, but it's just a little bit different. When you came into the league, man, and I'm, we're speaking about the Isaiah Wilson thing here, just quickly in your oh, segment. Okay. I got you. All right, as a guy who's a first rounder, uh, you played a little bit later in the season because of injuries and stuff like that. But in the sense of taking advantage of the reps that you're given, um, I think you had special team reps as, as your first signs of getting on the field. Um, and I'm asking this, how important is it your rookie year if you're not, you know, the guy going into it as a starter? How important is it for you to get on the field and just not have off the field issues more than anything? Well, if you know my my you know I got hurt and I had back surgery my rookie year, yeah. So I missed the first eight weeks. Probably should have missed the whole year, but uh, come back, I did special teams and goal line, and I was a swing guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, in my opinion, if if you're gonna miss that amount of time. You, off the field, you gotta, I mean, you gotta be a ghost. You gotta keep your name <laughs> out the paper. Um, you know, they're young kids, obviously, and, and they're gonna do things, and, and people are allowed to make mistakes, no doubt. But, they, you know, that's this constant scale in the NFL, and you have to, your talent and level and your production level has to be higher than whatever you got going on off the field. So, 
if you continuously keep your name in the paper for bad stuff, eventually they're going to have to cut ties with you. And um, with Vrabel having played for Belichick for a long time, um, I, I know he's seen that happen, and I, yeah. I'm sure he's not afraid to cut ties early if that's something that feels like it needs to happen. I don't think they're giving up on the kid, and, and he's talented, and we know that, and that type of thing. And especially as an offensive lineman, you got to earn the trust of those guys in that room mm-hmm. and be a part of that group. So if I was him, I would disappear. I wouldn't be – I'd give it to my social media. I mean, you wouldn't even hear about me for about two years and go out there and you work hard and you play well, and everybody forgets about it. But if you're not playing well, you're not getting on the field, this is going to be your legacy, and nobody wants that. Yeah, and, and that's what, you know, we, we've been kind of alluding to, and especially me being in those shoes before in the sense of, of seeing that. And you, um, the thing that changed in the NFL was this. You hear guys speak of old CBA, new CBA, okay? That means there's a difference in money, too. And like you said, Vrabel coming from the Belichick tree of being a no-nonsense type of guy, and we've seen that also, the fact that they cut two guys early this year and just, I mean, they didn't cut, they cut one guy and the other guys on IR in a sense, they, they'll just wash, wash, wipe their hands with you. Um, but him being a late first round in a sense, I guess in the late twenties, you can, I guess, attest to the fact that that money to them really doesn't matter. Yeah. You want to see the potential come out, but th- if they have to, they will cut you. Oh, I mean, when they went to these slotted picks and, and guaranteed the deals the way they did, they, I mean, they're not spending their money on draft picks anymore, especially late in the first. You know, back when when I was getting drafted, you know, I think uh, my buddy Jake Long got seventy million dollars. You know, it's the yeah. first pick. I mean, <laughs> yeah. they're not spending that kind of money anymore. <laughs> so it allows them to draft. It allows you to take more chances on guys. Take a chance on a guy if you don't pan out. You don't. You don't have a ton of money tied to them. And then when they tied that fifth year option on there. No, it's just about how well you're going to play. So, yeah. I mean, in most cases, the kids bought themselves four years. Yeah. That's the least, assuming he takes care of business on the field. Now, the off-the-field stuff is where it gets real hairy real fast. So, you know, I, he a first-round pick. Kids having fun. You know, you just got to kind of – you got to gotta learn how to move, as we say. <laughs> yeah. How much pressure is on – Isaiah Wilson, as somebody who was taken in the first round, I mean, Ramon was an undrafted free agent, so he had a different kind of pressure. And that was just trying to live up, to trying to measure up, trying to get onto the field. But you were taken 14th. He was taken, I think, 28th. How much pressure is on him? He's somebody from New York who his family, I mean, nobody in his family is rich by any stretch of the imagination. He becomes kind of, you're going to be our savior and all this stuff. Like, And now he's a, he's basically kicked out. He's like, go home and get yourself right, go to rehab, go to counseling, whatever the problem might be. Do you think he even realizes yet just what a world of hurt he is in right now and how fast this thing can get out of control to where he can't pull it back? Oh, maybe not. You know, when he got in trouble the second time, then you start wondering, like, how does this kid get it? And so, I mean, it takes it takes some guys a little bit to get it. I mean, I look back at my career, you think about opportunities you may have missed here and there. Um, and for a guy like him, I mean – yeah, it's a ton of pressure, but he, with him being la- drafted in the dra- uh, drafted in the late twenties, he's he didn't go to a bad team, you know. He come the team was almost like a bonus pick. I mean, everybody wants to build a team, mm-hmm. but the Titans, everybody think, well, they might go pass rushers, thinking like that nature. They need a pass rusher, and um, they didn't. You know, it was it allowed them to kind of draft the best player available, and uh, Conklin had left, and everybody expected him to come in and play. But the Titans, I mean, 
as long as the Titans are winning football games, then it kind of gets forgotten. You know, they're winning, they're rolling, and it kind of gets pushed aside. Now, they start having trouble off his line, and Taylor LeBron goes down like he did. He goes down right now. It's like, sure, it would be nice to have this Wilson kid, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's when you start looking around. When, when bodies start falling and you need that depth, it's like, didn't we draft a tackle? I mean, that's where everybody gets to. Like, I thought we drafted a kid. And so, if he trains hard this offseason, gets himself together, comes back next year, if he's a starting tackle, plays well, nobody will care. Right. I mean, it's going to be kind of like, hey, he had a rough rough rookie season. Because, I mean, it happens the other way, too. I mean, Conklin was all pro as a rookie, and then, you know, some yeah. people say, you know, he never played that level again. I mean, he didn't play the all pro level again because he wasn't all pro again. But, I mean, it, it can go, the trajectory can go one way or the other. It can go up, it can stay steady, it can go other, it can go down. So, it, it's just hard to say. It is. So on the other side of things, man, Vanderbilt, you guys have a uh, oh, man. <laughs> I was trying to really talk about the Titans. No, no. Yeah, you were going to keep that long. Those answers were so long, was... Chris. You're like, here's four minutes right here. <laughs> no, no, my brother. We got to get to the good stuff, all right, because we have listens of every fan base on our morning show, all right? So, man, what's what's going down in, in Van? I mean, I know we know what's going on, but, like, what do you expect moving forward for Vanderbilt? They let go of Coach Mason, man. Um, you guys made history with, um, you know, with the kicker selection that you guys had. And, man, I just want to ask, like, what's next? Who's the guy? Or not who's the guy. What's the type of person that you need leading this organization to get Vandy, you know, out of the slums with Tennessee, if I can just be completely honest? Well, you know, I, I will say I I really I've known Candace Story Lee since I got to Vanderbilt and and I love her and I think she's a great fit up there and she's putting her time there. I heard they interviewed Jonathan Hayes, um, who was with the Bengals for a long time, and he would be a great hire. I, I think he's a good football coach, but Clark Lee is the guy. Um, Clark Lee played there. He was. He's DC at Notre Dame. He's done a great job up there. He knows the school. He, I mean, that's that's my pick. Clark Lee is the guy. If you want a guy to come in, take control of that program, who's been at an academic school, um, then Clark Lee is the guy, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, uh, I wanted a Vandy guy. I, I love Chris Marr, but I don't think Chris Marr is ready to be a head coach yet. Um, maybe he'll be Clark's DC. But I'm trying to bring all the Vandy guys back. Well, the couple we got, you know. Yeah. And so you, you, you like it more to be in house. So, th- th- and I understand that. That's what we wanted at, at, at Tennessee too. Somebody that's familiar to where you as a former player there feel comfortable walking in those doors. Not to say that you haven't, but you want some, fam- somebody that you're familiar with, uh, a, a, a familiar face that's, that's leading the program. So I ask this too. And a lot of people always bring this up when you talk about the high, de- high academic schools like Duke or Stanford or, Northwestern. or Vanderbilt, Northwestern, um, Wisconsin, even in, in a sense, they're, they're high academics. Do you think Vanderbilt is helping itself or is it as far as academic, uh, requirements to get in to get the type of players or is just, hey, we as a school just got to recruit the right guys and coach them up well. Which one is it? Uh-huh. I mean, it's just harder. It's a hard place to prove that because you don't want to bring guys in that's going to fail. You're trying not to set kids up for failure. So you got a small pool of guys you can pick from in the first place. Mm-hmm. Then if you're a five-star recruit, you could be, I mean, you could be a five-star recruit and, and, and score perfect on your ACT and SAT, but you want to go to Alabama or you want to go to Georgia or Stanford or somewhere, you might not want to come to Vanderbilt. 
So then the pool shrinks again. So you still got your better players, but they still going to go to bigger schools. So it's a tricky job uh, in, as far as recruiting goes. So, I mean, I was a, I was a two-star recruit because they had to give me two stars. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you just got to get lucky, you know. <laughs> oh, too humble, I wasn't a big deal like Ramon was. No, I, I was, was, only, <laughs> and I, I was and only a three. And, and I sure didn't get paid to go there like he did at Tennessee. See, so, there you I go. Mean, <laughs> so, you know, we don't pay our guys. We play it straight, you know, so we got to get what we get. So the new chancellor at Vanderbilt, I saw Teresa Walker, the Associated Press, uh, put this piece up here. I just saw it a little while ago. And basically saying, look, the university's finally willing to spend money to make the improvements necessary to actually look like an SEC school when it comes right. to multiple sports. Do you buy that? As somebody that's been around, I've, I've heard Jordan Rogers talk about this. I've heard a lot of people talk about the facilities and a lot of bluster. But then when it comes true, do you actually back that up? Like you heard Ramon just laundry list a lot of really solid institutions. You could add like Michigan is one of the top research universities mm-hmm. in the country. But obviously they get athletes and they have facilities and, and all of those kinds of things. When you listen to the chancellor saying, hey, we'll spend so that we can compete, which is the headline in this AP article, do you actually believe that based on what Vanderbilt has done? Do you think that they actually care, or is this more lip service? Well, I do think they care. I think when you start throwing in some of the state schools into and land grant institutions in with Vanderbilt, now you're you kind of you enter a different land because the, the hardest, the biggest problem Vanderbilt has is their land lot. You know, they're right there off of West End. They they don't have room. To, it'd be different if we had. To, another thousand acres somewhere we could just build this sprawling mega complex, but we don't. So everything has to be renovated. I do think they're committed to it, but um I don't I don't know if they're willing to spend the kind of money it takes to get there. I mean if we get halfway there that's an improvement, but and that and I think that's one of the reasons I like hiring Clark Lee. Clark Lee's been at Notre Dame. I'm sure they have fantastic facilities. Clark Lee was at Vanderbilt in the nineties and two thousand. So He's he'll come in and appreciate how far it's come. It won't be like, man, we're light years behind every other SEC school. He can be like, man, we're light years ahead of where I was when I was here too. So he can kind of get like they're trying, you know, they're, they're getting what they need to get. And and I wish they would put more money into it and 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 make the facilities phenomenal. But they got a lot of hurdles to jump at the school and and in a lot of ways, you can't. I mean, it feels like they don't even care about the athletics at certain times. Um, and it's hard. I mean, if you're not winning, it's hard for them to put the money where it's supposed to be at. So it's, you got to get somebody in there that's committed to it and, and that's able to, to kind of push the administration in the right direction. I mean, they've made, made improvements, no doubt, but we're still, I mean, every, every other school is jumping. I mean, they're bounding forward every year. We kind of take the baby steps. Yeah. And that's one of the things that's always going to be an issue is, and you hope, if for anything that people coming here can enjoy the city of Nashville, uh, along with going to Vanderbilt too, because it's, it's one of those schools. I say this, I talk trash about it, of course, but if my boys went to Vandy to play baseball or something like that, I appreciate the education that comes behind it. I appreciate the history behind it. And also it keeps them home in a sense, but there's a lot of pride. Oh, you in want to talk about baseball? No, nah, I want to talk about it. I mean, <laughs> let's not act like UT doesn't have a top 10 recruiting class right oh, now in baseball, Lord. Chris. 
we have a top 10 recruiting class in baseball, too, by the way. I mean, it's not just y'all in the state anymore. Y'all better start running away with it, or I'm going to start talking trash about they baseball. They have run away with it, Moan. You do know, if your boys come to Vanderbilt to play baseball, they got their mama smart. We know that. Okay? See, <laughs> 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 Chris. Chris comes in with it today, okay? So, okay, this weekend. Why don't you take a shot at the Vols real quick, Chris? Well, no, what, what's, your, no. what's your assessment of the Vols program right now as Ramon slinks into the corner? I mean, they had two and six football team. They got two more wins than we got. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of room right there, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, we got stumped by Missouri. At least Tennessee beat them, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, Tennessee's got, what, two bad losses? Who is it? Arkansas and uh, Arkansas and Kentucky. Kentucky. I mean, Kentucky, my bad. Yeah, those are those are their two, in my opinion, their two bad losses. I, I mean, if you're in the moral victories, I thought Florida was going to beat them by 50. Do you know what, Chris? <laughs> don't you got to drop your kids off at school or something this morning, man? <laughs> no, we're virtual, man. <laughs> well, Chris, man, our time has come to an end, man. We appreciate your insight on Vandy, man, because as we said, we're evolved in Titan Station, but Dick, we get a lot of listens, man. We appreciate your insight on uh, the football, I mean, the national football issues with Isaiah, you and yourself, and just Vanderbilt as a whole, man, for sure. Stay safe, and uh, you're welcome back anytime. We might just have to have you in the studio when it's safe enough for you to come here, and we can just. Oh, yeah, that'll be fun. Joke on you oh, yeah, all man. day. Let me know. You know, I appreciate it. And, uh, happy Thanksgiving. Merry Christmas. All that. If I don't talk to y'all, man. Absolutely. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. That's Chris Williams. Interesting conversation there. Really? Picture me polling. Which one of the Titans, the top number, you know, the top level Titans that decisions have to be made after the season on, do you want back most? Your reaction to that when we come back at J. Martin Ramone on Twitter, 104.5 The Zone.